Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send us an email, exxon at com on all social media sites, TV. And if you'd like to find out about the broadcast schedule that we have for the XZBN or the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit www.xzbn.net. And tonight we're coming to you around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Digital Satellite Network, and of course our good friends on iHeartRadio. Um, I've, I've asked two friends of mine to come on the show tonight because they are the hosts of an XZBN show called Too Good to Be True, and that's TWO. Oh, good to be true. Justina Marsh and her father, Peter Marsh, are the host of the show, and I'll just give you a little bit about each. Justina was born in Florida, but moved to the Midwest at an early age. Now, Justina knew from a young girl that she had some special gifts that others did not, and uh, but she did not know exactly what these gifts were. Now, Peter, on the other hand, is a a trained engineer with qualifications in materials science. And I must tell you, Exxon Nation, that this show raises a lot of questions. And they do something that is very unique. And I'm going to talk to them about that. Joining me now is Peter Marsh and Miss Justina Marsh. To both of you, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having us. seems it was just last night we were talking. (laughs) Yes. Um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Justina. So, um, as you mentioned from a young age, I knew I had special abilities, Uh but actually in my daily life, um, I'm a chemist. So I have kind of the combination of the scientific field and then I also have the spiritual side. So it's kind of the two different parts of my life. And Peter, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, my friend. Yeah, my uh, my background is kind of interesting. My mother was a deeply religious lady, mm-hmm. but she uh, was very spiritual and believed in the psychics. And her mother uh, was, in fact, a, a gifted psychic and made her living as a psychic. Um, and my mother was pretty good at getting premonitions of things that were about to happen. So I was brought up in that sort of, um, I don't know, this weird, weird... Um, uh, situation of uh, conventional raising and this spiritual outlook, I guess. Sure. Um, tell me, um, some of the shows that you've done have, have I found very, very interesting. The one you did on the dolls, you did one on uh, the Randlesham Forest, you've done one on, well, geez, just the one you did was Operation High Jump. Uh, you know, where do you guys get these uh, these ideas from to do these shows? Do you want to go ahead, Justina? Yeah, so 
I both of us kind of have a lot of research mm -hmm. and we enjoy this type of paranormal shows. So we'll um, base our ideas on our own research and then we'll just come up with ideas. And the other thing we're really trying to get into is listener suggestions. So uh, Operation High Jump was actually a listener suggestion and we love when we get those since it's topics we might not think of ourselves. But we try to cover more popular topics such as the Titanic, but also not as popular topics such as the haunted dolls, as you mentioned, right. and try to get a wide range of topics people don't really think about as maybe being in the paranormal field, but mm -hmm. have unanswered questions. Tell me, what was your what has been your favorite show, Peter, up to this time? I think the Titanic for sure. Yeah. Um, I I'd, I'd sort of um, wondered about um, the circumstances of it, and it just seemed to me that uh, it was crazy what happened. Uh, there was no rational, ex well, the explanation didn't seem rational to me, so I think that's my favorite. You know, last night uh, I was listening to your show and you were asking for listener suggestions. I'd, if you, I'd like to give a suggestion for a show, if you don't mind. Sure. Yes, of course. How about Loch Ness Monster? Oh, we've already <laughs> done that one. <laughs> you know, why I said that explanation is that we were, we were producing the the show too good to be true when they were doing a an episode on the Loch Ness monster, and we had more technical glitches doing that show <laughs> than any other show. And it seemed that whenever we mentioned it, something would happen. So if anything happens over the next uh, you know little while, you know that it was because yours truly mentioned the Loch Ness monster. Justina, why do you think so many people today are? interested in the paranormal and i know that i know for a fact that you are a very gifted person when it comes to uh, the psychic phenomena well thank you but i think that more people are interested since more people are asking questions mm -hmm. so i think that's where it really comes down even in my own personal life is the reason i went into the science was i had so many different questions and it's the same for me in the paranormal field is that there's so many questions out there and I think it's very interesting how a lot more people are actually asking those questions. And it goes back to this idea that instead of just going with the quote-unquote norms, mm -hmm. people are actually researching things that don't make sense. And I think that this interest comes, especially in the paranormal, since there isn't answers. A lot of the topics are things that are happening that there's no explanations. I mean, people have no idea what happened, and this curiosity is peaked from that. Now, during your show, you also do something called the psychic, um, what's it called, Peter? Psychic Insight. A psychic Insight, where Peter will ask Justina questions. Now, Justina, when you're getting asked these questions, are you in kind of a trance? Uh, are, are you being channeled, or does this come right to you through your psychic ability? So we use a uh, translate state, mm -hmm. so it is channeled to me. So that's a very interesting thing is that... Uh, my dad actually comes up with the questions. I don't read any of it. Mm -hmm. So before he asks them, I have no idea what he's going to ask. So it's actually very interesting what information comes through, and I'm actually quite shocked at a lot of the information. Peter, has there been an aha moment while you two have been doing your show? Oh, goodness, yes. We've had <laughs> several, uh, well, aha, was, well, going back to the Titanic, mm -hmm. I think um, uh, the explanation of... Um, what uh, what was it? The California was up to, and uh, uh, how the the series of events that was an aha moment. It's sort of the circumstantial evidence for uh, the Titanic getting some help in sinking was was enormous. Uh, the insurance and so forth, the the people that died and the people that survived and so forth. Um, so that was an aha moment. But I was first thinking about surprise moments. Yeah. Well, have there have have there been surprise moments? Um, yes, I I nearly fell off my seat when uh, <laughs> I think the, the the true story of the the dog that uh, went across Atlantic Atlantic sorry the English Channel in World War One mm -hmm. and ended up uh, with his owner in in a trench somewhere or a foxhole and. Uh, a puffy get across the uh, English Channel on some kind of boat was just ridiculous. But when the Psychic Insight said, or, or the spiritual guide said, he swam the channel, I just said, oh, come on. Yeah. But uh, the story's true. He got across the channel somehow. 
I'm going to ask you the same question that I asked uh, Justina. Why do you think so many people are interested in the paranormal now? Um, I, I, I don't know why mm -hmm. exactly, but I know they are. Um, I sort of hint about stuff in, in my normal day and daily life, and I get incredible reactions. Uh, it seems like um, people are waking up and are asking more questions. I don't quite know why that is, but I, I know what's happening. It seems to be happening. It, it, I agree with you 100% that something is happening out there. And I think that a lot of people who cannot put their finger on what is happening will put it in the realm of the paranormal. And I love the way that you two go through your show, answer, ask, answer, ask, and bring up some amazing facts and other sides to the story that you would not normally learn or hear about. So kudos to you guys. Thank well, you. thank you. Um. What are some of the topics that you've done that you kind of went, I don't know about this. Like, you know, I, I've got those kind of shows where I'll say, I don't know if I should do this. I don't know if there's enough. Or Has that ever happened to you guys? Yeah, I think the strangest one for me was actually The Strange Creatures. So that was a show where I just I had the, I came up with idea and I was like, there's all these strange creatures. And when we were researching them, I was like, this is impossible. We're not going to get enough information. There's not enough stories. And then when we actually looked into it, there's so many stories of strange creatures. And I couldn't believe the information that was out there. And it ended up the show we could have included, I mean, hundreds of other different witness sightings and all this information that I didn't even know was out there. Fascinating. Peter Marsh and Justina Marsh are with us this hour, Exonation. They are the, the hosts of Too Good to Be True on the Exxon Broadcast Network, which airs each and every day. To find out when they are on air, just go to www.xzbn.net, scroll down to the broadcast schedule, and they are signified by TGTBT right on the broadcast schedule. We'll both be back. I mean, the two hosts from Too Good to Be True and yours truly, Rob McConnell, on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like x-zone sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Gwilda Wiaka's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 
35 years in alternative health and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Welcome back, everyone. Don't forget, you can watch the Exxon TV channel that has a show called the Exxon TV Show on it just by going to SimulTV at www.simultv.com. And don't forget, this month's edition of the X Chronicles newspaper is up and available at xchroniclesnewspaper.com. Justina Marsh and Peter Marsh are my guests this hour. They are the hosts of Too Good to Be True, that is broadcast on the Exxon Broadcast Network. Like I was saying on the other side of the break, all you need to do is go to xzbn.net, scroll down, and look for TGTBT. That's too good to be true on our broadcast schedule and the days and the hours uh, when you can listen to their show on the Exo Network is right there. Peter, you're from uh, London. You're from England, I understand. And um, is England more uh, paranormally than the United States is? That's a very good question because recently we seem to get a lot of reference material from the um, tabloids mm-hmm. in 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 in, in the, published from London. Yeah, and they seem to be coming up with stories like uh, an old church being talked about, uh, told in World War Two about the uh, mosquito fighter bomber that saw the UFO and trying to think of other examples. But they seem to be publishing a lot. Um, oh yeah, there was that case where that. Um, recently of the the little boy that appeared and tragically uh, drowned uh, appeared in the photograph of the the ladies that were attending a wedding or or had attended a wedding um that type of thing shows up in their newspapers all the time and it doesn't seem to happen in the united states any idea why that is justina i mean I don't know exactly. All I can think of is that it goes back to what's culturally acceptable and what's Mm -hmm. socially acceptable. So I think depending on what part of the world you're in, and we've kind of covered in our shows, is that in different cultures, different spiritual and paranormal beliefs are very different. So if you look at more of an Eastern society, it would be different than a Western society. So I think it really depends where you go in the world since the whole aspect of believing in the paranormal, believing in ghosts, just really changes depending on the area of the world. Right. And what about conspiracy theories? Uh, How do you guys take them? Are they real? Are they, um, is it a matter of perception on the person's part? Or is the government involved with deep conspiracies? Is there a new world order? Peter, I'll let you shoot this one. Um, I believe that... uh there's a sort of hidden shadow government behind mm-hmm. the government. I don't think that um, what we, uh, people in front of us that we think are the decision makers really are. Um, personally, my personal view, I think there is a move towards uh, one world government. Um, and I don't know if that's well-meaning or sinister or not, but I believe that's the case. Yeah. Um, but um, whether... I really don't know enough about yeah. the subject. Um, what I try to do on the show is try to put my own thoughts, beliefs to one side and be neutral about stuff. Uh, I, I, you know, like I agree with you that when you look at what's happening in the world today, that it, there's certainly the, um, the possibility of a one world order. And when you look at it, you might, you know, you can say, well, geez, if there was a one world order, then everybody would be on the radar screens and nobody could, could, uh, you know, be neglected like they are today. You know, all the sci-fi movies that are major hits all have this, basically, uh, the United the United Federation of Planet approach to existence. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you think that would work out, Justina? I think it would be difficult. I think the problem 
with even the current governments mm -hmm. is there's a lot of different opinions. And I think that's the problem is when you get a bunch of different people in a room, it's hard to come together for one agreement. And I think we see that in a lot of subjects that there's a lot of debates and a lot of personal opinions. And that's kind of what we try to do in the show is have each person form their own belief. So I think that would be difficult to put the whole world together and have one group of people ruling when there's so many different individual people. So I guess we could say you both present both sides of the story and let the listener come to their own conclusion. Yes, that's what we try to do is that we never try to say, oh, this is right, this is wrong. It's yeah. more encouraging the listeners to do their own research and bringing up topics that people might not actually think about and mm -hmm. to start trying to form their own beliefs and their opinions. And that's why we try to kind of keep our own opinions out of it is so that we don't seem biased in any way. One of the shows you did was on the Roswell crash. Mm -hmm. We've covered that show I don't know how many times here on the X-Zone, presenting as many sides as there is on the project. And yet, since 1947, there have been no conclusions. How can that happen? I think I'll let you take this one, Dad. <laughs> yeah, um, I think I think if I remember the psychic insight on it, that there was technology with a weather balloon that appeared to be well ahead of its time. Mm -hmm. So um, if I recall correctly, that was terrestrial technology. Um, and... Um, I think that's what is is really uh, tough to understand. I would imagine 1947, if you saw something like a printed circuit board um, uh, and strange lettering as they did, they would think it was totally alien, but maybe it was um, just technology that uh, wasn't available to the masses and uh, there was another agenda. But uh, I think probably that's the case. It's, just, it's like the X-Files, that old show where they... Um, uh, they were trying to figure out whether it was actually alien technology or was it whether it was earthbound. Right, right. One of the other shows that you did that I that I thoroughly enjoyed was um, the Mary Celeste. Yes, that one was that one was. Yeah, that um, was really good. I like that one because there was I'm trying to think the author and it's a spiritualist guy the uh, the guy that uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle did a short story. And that kind of became the people's perception of fact. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it, he sort of um, uh, changed it a bit and taken out some very salient details that made it all very logical what had happened. So I, I enjoyed sort of a, that to me is a fascination is sort of unwinding this and trying to find out where the heck did that come from and, and what really happened. Exactly. Justina, what was your favorite show? Um, honestly, I like the more creepier subjects. So <laughs> I like when we do the ones on hauntings and haunted yep. dolls and kind of the more, I don't want to say dark side, but the kind of the other side. So dad likes a lot of the uh, ancient and histo historical references. And I like more of the ghosts, um, typical paranormal subjects you may think of. You mean like the Ouija boards? Yes, that was an interesting episode, <laughs> and that was my idea. But, yeah, I'm very interested in things like that since there's really no answer, especially with Ouija boards. It's hard because you have all these unexplained events going on, mm -hmm. and there's really no answers. And that's kind of where my curiosity peaks is when something happens and nobody can explain it. And you have these things happen over and over again, such as with a Ouija board, and there's really no explanation about it. Another the the one you guys did on the dolls was freaky. I've got to tell you that was freaky. Now I could just imagine these dolls, these old dolls, you know, with their heads turning around. It reminded me of a doll version of The Exorcist. <laughs> um, another one that I really thought you guys did a stellar job on was Lake Monsters. We had a lot of fun doing it. We had a lot of problems doing it, but it was a great show. Yeah, that one was interesting since I didn't actually know there were so many different yeah. monsters and lakes. So everyone hears about the Loch Ness Monster, but until we started researching it, we didn't realize how many lake monsters there actually are, and there's a lot of them. And as a matter of fact, Exxon Nation, Peter is not allowed to say that word anymore. <laughs> and, and Justina, didn't we also say your dad could not say clown? 
Yeah, it was Clown, and then I think it was, was it Scotland, too? He's on a lot That's of right, days, that's so right. That's... He's banned from those words now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Peter, while you were in England, uh, did you ever go to Stonehenge? And if so, what was your impression? Um, I went there at kind of uh, middle school age, I think, and um, what I remember most distinct, I think I may have been there as even younger, but... Um, um, it was different then because it wasn't fenced off. You could sort of walk around it. Um, and uh, it was kind of surreal. Um, how the heck did they get those stones where they got? Yeah. Uh, you know, what was the technology? And uh, um, how did they quarry it? How did they move it? How did they lift it? How, you know, it was, um, it, it didn't make sense. The normal, the normal explanations um, just in a war for me. Very interesting. Uh, what's you you know? Do you have any hypothesis on the origin of these megalithic stones? And another topic that I really love is is Easter Islands. Those heads. How the heck did they get there? What is their true representation? And then, of course, you know other mysteries that have been puzzling people for years. The Bermuda Triangle. That one is really, really. Uh, popular even even today there's a bermuda triangle research center in puerto rico and uh, they clock all the uh, disappearances they clock all the weather and now there's even um, something called the fog that has been noticed and uh, actually seen in uh, the bermuda triangle that affects the the electromagnetic areas where there have been disappearances. So maybe one day, as technology grows, we'll get to the answers of these questions. And do you think that'll change the perceptive of the perception of the public on how they view the paranormal? Or do you think that this is just going to enrich it? We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, with our two friends and hosts of Too Good to Be True, Justina Marsh and her dad, Pete Marsh. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Don't go away. Broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond. You're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. ABS Media The scientist and the mystic have been on an age-old, relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. 
Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God, and finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Justina Marsh and Peter Marsh are our guests this hour, Exonation. They're the hosts of Too Good to Be True, heard here daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network. All you need to do is go to our site, xzbn.net, scroll down to the broadcast schedule, and look for TGTBT, that is Too Good to Be True, and what time they're on, on which day you're able to listen to them. Two great people, two good friends. And uh, uh, before we went to the break, guys, I was talking about, you know, if... And when technology gets to the point to solve these mysteries, how is that going to affect the paranormal? I think it's very interesting since if you look at even some of our shows, we mentioned it a lot. If you look at technology now versus what it was before, even in regards to studying the paranormal, it's mm -hmm. changed a lot. So the first thing I think of is, when you actually do a paranormal investigation is that now there's technology where you can try to record sounds, there's, you know, cameras, all different sorts of cameras, and I think it's just going to keep improving. And I think what it's taking in the paranormal field is some actual evidence. And we talk about that. It's hard with the paranormal field is that there's not physical evidence. So I really think yeah. that more advancements in technology will help this so that we do get some physical evidence and more and more people will start believing in different beliefs. Speaking about beliefs, Peter, what is your take on Bigfoot? Well, we did this show. And actually, could I back up on the last subject? No. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I think if, if we applied more more science to uh, the paranormal yeah. discussion or the scientific process where we repeat things and we discuss them and debate them rather than it being more about personalities and beliefs and, and just get a process in there mm -hmm. um, because a lot of science is repeating what somebody else has done to prove it's true and then it's acceptance. Um, obviously, data, evidence, so forth is important, but uh, maybe the evidence and the data is a little different. But I think there's still some uh, room for a scientific approach to the paranormal. And then I think the simple answer is if that's the case, then the paranormal becomes the normal. But uh, what was the question you really asked me? I was asking you, how do, how do you make your, your apple strudel? Oh, yeah, it was yeah. Uh, about Bigfoot, right. Um, <laughs> That one's that one is uh, really interesting because you can't really argue with all the eyewitness accounts, and um, there's something that there must be some truth to it, mm -hmm. and uh, it must be a creature that um, is a little different to our um, uh, our paradigm of what a creature is. I would say it's got it seems to be able to disappear. Doesn't seem to provide any evidence of being present. Mm -hmm. And we did the show, and um, apparently, until there were some fatalities, um, Native Americans, for example, used to see Bigfoot, just uh, look at them and get on with their business, and the Bigfoot got on with their business. That's what uh, that's what I was led to believe in digging around for the episode. So uh, it's unfortunate that uh, Bigfoot felt threatened by the human race. If we didn't threaten them, we'd have so much more to, to gain from them. 
But how do we, how do you as a scientist explain the fact that with all the modern technology that we have today, all the, you know, there's a, anyone who carries a cell phone has a camera and we have the ability to do night vision, infrared, uh, we, we can tell uh, the time off a person's watch from outer space. With all the different forestry enforcement officers, state police, highway patrol, all of these different individuals, how come there has not been what we would call smoking gun evidence? I think because the Bigfoot um, uh, don't want to be observed. Mm. Um, I think they want to... I don't know, it's total speculation, but sure. uh, I think they uh, they want us to be aware of them, but they don't want to be us to be too aware of them. Uh, and uh, um, I think in our show that they, they were there to observe us, not the other way around. I think that was what the psychic insight was. I'll bet you they're proponents for gun control. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, here here's a hypothetical question I'd like to ask both of you. There is the theory that Bigfoot is actually an ancestor of humans. Now, I used to have a gentleman on the show, his name was Lloyd Pye, who is better known in his later day for the curator of Star Child. But years ago, Lloyd was right into Bigfoot. And he was saying, based on uh, historical evidence, that Bigfoot, used to be used in the mines of northern Russia, and that some of the miners used to have sex with Bigfoot, and there were some births that, you know, happened because of the sexual interaction between humans and Bigfoot. Now, if Bigfoot is a long-distance relative of humans, I mean prior to the sexual encounters, should he not receive the same protective status as any other human? I, I whether or not uh, Bigfoot has any human connections right. or not, it's uh, it's if um, if it's a living thing, if it's uh, a creature, mm -hmm. then I believe it should be treated with respect and uh, in a safe manner. Um, um, I remember an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation when they, I forget they they fooled somebody. It was a great episode where they fooled somebody to to live in this sort of false environment, but uh, they respected it as a life form. And um, um, I think we have to respect all life forms. Yeah, I agree. I think there's this weird disconnect between mm -hmm. humans and any other creature, animal, etc., where they're put on kind of a downgraded level compared to humans. And my personal perspective on it is that we're no better than oh. any other creature, nor worse. We're all equals. Uh, uh, so I think there should be this mutual respect going on. I agree with you both so much. And, um, you know, one of my contract jobs that I did here at Relmar was being the communications director for the SPCA. And my job mm -hmm. was to to get out there and let the public know what went on behind the scenes mm -hmm. of the SPCA where you just don't go down to the shelter and pick out a cute little puppy or an older dog. But there's a lot that goes on. And something that I found out that shocked me, I mean, this totally shocked me, guys, was how mean people could be to animals. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was just horrific, just horrific. And as far as Star Trek, the new generation, I thought uh, Dr. Beverly Crusher was hot. <laughs> I'm leaving that one alone. <laughs> Do you think there is an existence like there is on Star Trek in the real world? Do you think that we are being observed by, by those of advanced civilizations who are just looking at us saying, what a bunch of putzes, look what they're doing now. I mean, in my opinion, yeah. um, I think there's always the possibility that there's some type of greater life or mm -hmm. something else out there. So there's always that option. But is there proof? Maybe. But I don't think, I think it's very naive to think that there's only humans and there's nobody more intelligent than us. How about you, Peter? I think there's a necessity for uh, creatures that we we maybe have not seen or, or may not believe in to uh, 
to keep an eye on us because if we blow up this planet with nuclear weapons or something, I don't think it's just our world that gets affected. It's it's uh, everywhere. So uh, I, I think we're being observed big time. I, I sometimes think that uh, on the back side of the moon or the dark side of the moon, there's a big neon sign that says Earth ahead, turn around here. <laughs> Maybe. And that's why nobody ever wants you to see what's on the back side of the moon. It's because that neon sign. You, you must admit that we humans, and I agree with you, Justina, we're, we're not at the top of the totem pole when it comes to mm-hmm. brains. I had to be careful what I said there. We're not at the top of the totem pole. In my opinion, we're at the bottom. Because all these animals that we, let's use the word gently here, coexist with on this planet, they don't do anything, not, a, not even a little bit of what we do to destroy this planet, to cause war, to destroy each other. And if all of the animals and all the insects decided to band together to eradicate humans, we'd be gone in no time at all. Right, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, I think we need to take more lessons from Mother Nature. I completely agree. You know, uh, we need to, to rid, our, rid this world of all the poisons that we're using. We really don't need nuclear wars. We don't need nuclear weapons. We need to worry about taking care of the sick, feeding the hungry, making sure everyone is warm and has proper clothing. Everyone has water. Everyone has medicine. And just take care of each other. And I think that this is what some of the major philosophies we're trying to get across, is that we have to take each other because, well, that's the thing you do. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we wrap up this hour with the two hosts of one of the most popular shows on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Too Good to Be True, Justina Marsh and her dad, Peter Marsh. You have to tune in. You have to listen to the Exxon Nation and find out when they're playing uh, on a day that you're available, whether you're at work, on the car, in the boat, whether you're in Peking, China, if you're listening in some place in Russia, South America, Australia, wherever. Just go to xzbn.net, scroll down to the broadcast schedule, and I just just look for TGTBT. Too good to be true. And for more information on Justina and Peter, go to the top, click on Exxon Shows, XZBN Shows, and uh, their show bio is right there. This is the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell, and I will be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast network in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away, guys. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. 
Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades, there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Welcome back, everyone. Every time I hear this bumper, I want to come out and uh, start doing a coffee commercial for some, you know, some reason. You know, it's like, let's try this. Are you tired? Is your day starting and your eyes can't open? Then why don't you pour yourself a cup of Super Java? That'll wake you up. I don't know. Ah. Sorry, guys. I just had to, I just had to do that. I really did. My guest this hour, Exo Nation, Justina Marsh, and her dad, Pete Marsh, and uh, they are the hosts of Too Good to Be True here on the Exxon Broadcast Network. And Peter, what would you like to to tell our listeners tonight? And like you and I were talking uh, during the commercial break, and um, you you want more people to send you guys suggestions because you want your show to be interactive with your listeners. Yeah, that's correct, um, and um, we're we're not really interested. Uh, we got day jobs, and we're going to continue yeah. our day jobs. So that that's about it. And uh, we certainly aren't um, professional broadcasters and and whatever. Um, and uh, where we'd like to see the show go is that uh, the listener it belongs to the the listeners, mm-hmm. and um, um, maybe posting something on Facebook or whatever where you've got to identify yourself as an issue. People don't necessarily want to uh, declare that they're interested in the paranormal if they could do it without, uh, I guess, anonymously um, coming up with suggestions and questions. That would be wonderful and, and make it um, make it the listener's show. Sure. Uh, that would be the goal, I think. Well, you've got no, you've got no worries about anybody listening to you tonight here on the X-Zone about being anonymous because they're into this. They are totally into this. They believe in angels. They believe in extraterrestrials. They believe in psychic phenomena and every other aspect of the paranormal and those uh, subjects studied by parapsychology. And one of the most talked about topics on the Internet these days is the topic of angels. And you both discussed angels in one episode of Too Good to Be True. Yes, we did. And that was... uh... That was one of the up there, one of my favorite episodes, since it's such a positive subject. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that anyone listening, it was just this overwhelming positive feeling from listening to the show. And that we could even talk about a topic like that. I think we were both kind of overwhelmed about talking about something so powerful. And it was it was just a very different subject, but we're very glad we covered it since, as you said, a lot of people believe in yeah. angels and there's always these questions about who are these angels? Why do they help people? And sharing different experiences from people about their interactions with angels was really touching and kind of a different experience um, actually doing the radio show where we got to share this very positive perspective. Peter, um, what is your 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 take on angels? Well, uh, I just have experience where I can't explain something that's mm-hmm. happened, and uh, I feel that uh, I or a loved one has had a lot of help, and that uh, I can't really explain a situation. I haven't come across the 
the person that comes to help and then disappears without a trace with no name and can't be uh, uh, found later. I haven't come across that, but uh, um, I do recall one situation where I believe an angel helped me, uh, where um, I was traveling with my wife somewhere and um, for some reason uh, we delayed getting started. Uh, I just got this message that I had to stay where I was and I fact felt a little ill. Mm-hmm. And um, we got going on the road again, and just in front of us was this terrible, terrible uh, car accident. Mm-hmm. And I remember um, there was this uh, members of an orchestra with their instruments on the side of the road. And I'm really convinced that some kind of um, 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 there was some kind of help to avoid being in, in that accident in some some regard. And uh, that was just one incident. I remember when I was on the police force, I responded to an accident. And uh, the person who was in the, the vehicle that had overturned several times was out walking around looking for the person that helped him to get out of the vehicle. And, yeah. you know, I, I can't explain that. And then, I, uh, you know, when I was a kid, my mother and uh, father fed my younger brother some food out of, a, out of a tin can that had not been properly secured. And he came down with ptomaine poisoning, had to be rushed to the hospital. And uh, we thought my younger brother was going to pass. Thank God he didn't. But while we were all gathered at my grandmother's house, who was the hub of our lives, our family unit, um, I was look. Everybody was w- waiting for that phone call. You know that Anthony had passed. Well, I was uh, I was in the kitchen with my grandmother, and I just happened to see this this man in the corner, and the man, you know. It was love. That's all I can remember. And I must have been about five or six back then. And this has stayed with me over the years. And here was this man. And he had such a beautiful smile. He was, you know, and my grandmother looked at me and she said, who are you smiling at? And and I said, that man in the corner. And we both looked back. And of course, she didn't see anything. But the man that I saw was gone. And as soon as that happened, we got a call from the hospital that my brother was going to be okay. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, so doing this show for the number of years I have, there are things that I believe in, there are things I don't, there's a lot that I question. But when it comes to angels, and you have that personal experience, my own personal experience, and then the experience from the accident victim that I attended to shortly after his, shortly after his accident, and I know for a fact there was no one else around, so I can't explain it, but the facts are there. Mm-hmm. So where do we go from here? Where does the, where does uh, too good to be true go? Where do you what direction are you guys going to be taking the show in? Because they, it excites me. Um, I think from here we're going to still go with listener suggestions, yeah. and we're also going to be covering some more. I would say more mainstream topics. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of stayed away from certain topics that we think everyone's covered and try to go away from kind of the crowd. But we're going to be covering some of those topics that have been covered again and again, kind of like Bigfoot, where there's a lot of unanswered questions. Yeah. And those episodes are hard because there's so much information. So they mm-hmm. might actually even become, you know, the original episode and then some follow up episodes. But I must but tell I think you, that's what happens is that a lot of the episodes have a lot of unanswered questions even after the first one. But I must tell you that you both bring a breath of fresh air into the stories because of the way that you do the story. Well, thank you. I think I think the thing is with our show is that we're trying to provide that background information mm-hmm. if someone doesn't know too much about it yeah. and then give the answers from the psychic insight and then encourage people to go do their own research. So we basically have it so that listeners can interact and form their own beliefs. All right, Justina, what I'd like you to do right now is what you do at the end of every show. Tell our audience how they can find you guys on Facebook and how they can contact you. Yes. So we're on Facebook under Too Good To Be True with our first two spelled T-W-O. And you can go on there. You can uh, like our page, follow us on our page, and you're always welcome to interact with us. So shoot us a message with a suggestion, any comments, and just go on there and we'll always reply. We'll always want to have a conversation. I just received a a message from Mac Alexander, who's our International Director of Programming. And what he's doing next Monday, Mac, 
Next Monday from 1 p.m. Am I getting this right, Mac? From 1 p.m. until 8... I'm sorry, from 1 a.m. until 8 a.m., we're going to be playing back-to-back seven episodes of Too Good to Be True. Wow, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Because you've got a great show, and we want the listeners to the Exxon Broadcast Network to know about your show, and we want them to spread the word, but we also want them to send you guys show suggestions. And give them that website one more time, Justina. Yes, so if you go on Facebook, it's Too Good to Be True, with the first two spelled T-W-O, and you will see our page. You can go like, follow, and send us messages. And please do that, Exonation, because like like I'm saying, and if you haven't had the opportunity of listening to Justina and Peter, they do... The stories that have been done historically, like Bigfoot, like the Loch Ness Monster, in a way that is very unique. And the interaction between Peter and Justina, well, you have to listen to it to understand it. And once you do, I want you to spread the word. All right? Now, once again, all you do is go to Facebook, Too Good To Be True, T-W-O, Good To Be True, and... um, Max says he's going to have something else for you that he's going to send you an email. Okay, thanks, Mac. See, Mac's one of your biggest uh, biggest fans. He loves your show. He gets to listen to it when uh, when it airs. What night? You listen to it Wednesdays. Okay. And uh, he just dropped in the studio. He found out that you guys were uh, doing the show tonight. And um, this is what we need. We need more people to build up that momentum. So I'd like to take this opportunity of congratulating you both for a great show. And I must say, uh, it's, it's a pleasure working with you guys, and I know that your show is going to uh, be the great success that we all know it is. Well, thank you so much, Rob, for having us tonight and for all the positive words. Yes, thanks, Rob. I'm only telling the truth. Thank because you. you guys know me by now that if I think something, it's always said, good or bad. All right, guys, thank you very much. Once again, Exo Nation, uh, to find out more about our two good friends, Justina Marsh and Peter Marsh, the hosts of Too Good to Be True on the Exxon Broadcast Network, go to our uh, exidebn.net website, go down to the broadcast schedule, find out what it is to find out more about the show, go to the next page, which is our show page, and uh, follow them on Facebook. Spread the word. Too Good to Be True is the name on Facebook. T-W-O, Good to be true. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue right here in the X-Zone with yours truly, Rob McConnell, on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, where you can also listen to Too Good to Be True with Peter Marsh and Justina Marsh. I'll be back. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. 
We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com. Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.